want to thank Teresa and to welcome all of you in attendance this afternoon. It is our pleasure to present today's Water Resource Recovery Webinar. The purpose of our webinars is to educate attendees on the application of online process monitoring for wastewater treatment, especially YSI IQ SensorNet. The ultimate objective for monitoring is to tie the measurements into control loops to automate process control. With this objective in mind, we are joined today by our Xylem sister company, Sanitaire. Sanitaire is a provider of integrated biological process control software and hardware systems for automation of wastewater treatment through the OSCAR platform. The case study described today brings IQ SensorNet and OSCAR together for a very effective solution for wastewater treatment plant automation. The benefits we will show you include greater process stability, reduced energy consumption, and reduced chemical usage. My name is Rob Smith, and with me today is Bulbul Ahmed. The two of us will alternate as presenters. The content I present will include the introductory material that immediately follows this introduction, introducing basic concepts of wastewater treatment in each section, and providing details of the process monitoring system. Bulbul will describe the case study facility the control system, and present the benefits from automation observed for the project. Don't worry, it will be easy to tell us apart. I'm the one with the Midwestern accent. Wastewater treatment process control has been traditionally been based on manual samplings and batch tests like the settling test described here, shown in this picture. Uh, manual control is sometimes facilitated through online measurement of critical co control parameters. For example, dissolved oxygen. The next level is tying those online measurements into single variable feedback loops to maintain set points for automated control. For example, a valve operation on an airline based on a DO measurement. The fourth level of control is multivariable intelligent control. For example, calculation of an SRT based on temperature and target effluent ammonia. The case study described today will uh, most is mostly de dedicated to level three control, although an example of level four control is also described in the SRT section. When it comes to activated sludge process control, there are three main operating parameters. Aeration control, to control the desired environment in the reactor, for example, the dissolved oxygen of 2 milligram per liter for nitrification. Sludge wasting control, uh, to control the biomass population, for example, to uh, include certain organisms like nitrifiers to, for nitrification or to exclude microorganisms that cause bulking or foaming. Sludge circulation is the third parameter to control the distribution of microorganisms between the aeration tank and the clarifier. And a fourth parameter is to set the chemical feed rate to control the level of soluble phosphorus in treated effluent. Today's discussion will talk about aeration control, waste, sludge wasting control, and chemical feed control. Automated process control and online monitoring case study was carried out in a full-scale conventional activated sludge plant 
located in Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Those who are not familiar with the location of Black River Falls, it is located about 200 miles northwest of Milwaukee. This is a 0.86 MGD conventional activated sludge process plant designed to meet effluent BOD and TSS of 30 milligrams per liter and a TP concentration of 1 milligrams per liter. This process includes primary clarification, anaerobic treatment, and three parallel aeration basins, followed by a final clarification process. Ferric chloride is added as a metal salt to precipitate dissolved reactive orthophosphate that is not removed biologically. One 60 horsepower and 120 horsepower blowers were dedicated for delivering air to aerobic basins. 120 horsepower blower is dedicated for delivering air to the sludge holding tank. 160 horsepower blower serves as a standby blower. Before going to the specific challenges with this plant and why this plant was interested in implementing uh, process control and online monitoring, I would like to briefly mention some process issues that we addressed before implementation of OSCAR process control and online monitoring. How we addressed will be discussed later on in this presentation. Process issue one was the RAS and WAS valve, which was manual. Process issues two, the air supply line, which is common to the sludge holding tank and aerobic basins. Process issue three, blowers are all manually controlled. Black River Falls initially installed a DO monitoring system in order to control blower speed manually. A lot of problems there. Operator was only able to control blower speed during work hours. Unstable DO concentration in aerobic basins. The sludge wasting procedure was also manual and mainly based on time. Many problems with this process. The amount of sludge wasted was unknown. What happens if the valve failed to close? What happens if valve is not closed on time? And there was a limited success in maintaining an, a desired SRT or MLSS concentration. Their chemical dosing for phosphorus removal was also controlled manually with limited composite samples and limited control. Either they are using more or less chemicals to precipitate phosphorus or they are using more or less caustic to recover uh, PAs uh, in the basin. They also do not have status. They didn't have any status system prior to the updates. Consequently, reduced process visibility and real-time monitoring and controls. Unstable DO concentration, solid retention time, MLSS, and chemical uses profiles will be discussed with the OSCAR process control results. So OSCAR is a process performance optimizer. And in this case study, we tested automatic control algorithms against manual control to examine process stability, treatment performance, and chemical and energy savings potentials. We tested following five controls. Uh, aeration control, chemical dosing control, uh, solid retention time control, operator desired or smart, 
uh, operator desired mixed liquor suspended solids control. So uh, also, as, as Bobo mentioned, um, they had no uh, monitoring prior to this project. So uh, the monitoring system improvements were as follows. Uh, a, uh, a variant ammonium nitrate sensor, uh, FDO, dissolved oxygen sensor, and a V-solid total suspended solid sensor was installed in one lane of the aeration tanks to monitor the mixed liquor suspended solids. The DO sensor was used for aeration to control, as Bobo will describe later. The ammonium sensor will be used in future evaluation of ammonium-based aeration control. Stay tuned. There will be more on this in later uh, webinars and later articles produced by Xylem. The TSS sensor was used in this study as, as part of sludge wasting control. I want to make a note here that the automatic controls discussed in this webinar were based on the sensors in one out of the three aeration tanks. That was okay in this case because of a very even flow split. However, in many cases, the flow split between basins is not equal, and so independent of control of each basin would be essential to achieve the most benefit. So, in addition, a V-solid Total suspended solid sensor was installed in the RAS, WAS pit to monitor uh, the suspended solids of the RAS and WAS. And it was also part of the sludge wasting control system together with the basin TSS sensor. A P700 orthophosphate analyzer was installed in the effluent building to monitor the effluent orthophosphate to provide for feedback control of chemical dosing, also described later in this webinar. Although there is a monitoring system controller at each measuring location in this example, an alternative configuration with less hardware and simpler installation would have connected all the measuring locations to a single controller through IQ SensorNet one cable network system, the cable that distributes both power and communications throughout the network. The monitoring system also included an MC2 microcontroller module installed in the main control panel. The MC2, as I said, is a, is a mini controller that has no display, but it has the features of being able to interface directly with the most popular Allen Bradley PLC software via Ethernet IP. And that uh, benefit was taken advantage of very much in this project. Besides the easy integration with PLC equipment via Ethernet IP, digital bus technology allows substantially more information to be tra transmitted than conventional 4 to 20 milliamp outputs to facilitate continuous reliable data. For example, the status of the sensor. In this case, the sensor on the right is in maintenance mode. Perhaps the sensor has been removed from the basin and is being cleaned or is being calibrated, meaning that the main value is not displayed and that the control system should not react. The status of the measurement is another example. It is also transmitted. Valid is good, invalid, bad. 
This indicates, for example, if the monitoring system has detected a problem with the measurement. For example, fouling of the suspended solid sensor or if the DO sensor cap, cap might need to be replaced. So besides Ethernet IP, other digital bus technologies available uh, through uh, the IQ SensorNet are Profibus, Modbus, and Modbus TCP IP. As I mentioned uh, during my uh, last presentation or last slide, uh, we address some process issues uh, to implement OSCAR process control and monitoring. We modified ER piping to provide independent ER supply and control to sludge holding tank and aeration basins. We added VFDs to both 60 horsepower and 20 horsepower blower dedicated to supply air to aeration basins. We added manual valve. We replaced manual, uh, we replaced manual valve with actuator valve with the option of manual control. Added OSCAR process control system software and hardware system which includes SCADA system, PLC, and ACMI. Okay, so so now you've seen uh, a description of the uh, facility and also the improvements that were made. Now let's see how it worked. So uh, the aeration system is typically one of the largest consumers in a water resource recovery facility. Therefore, aeration control is one of the most common applications for wastewater treatment automation because of the potential for substantial savings in operating costs. And the use of optical dissolved oxygen measurement technology has revolutionized aeration control for its long-term stability and simple maintenance compared with conventional membrane-covered DO technology. The YSI FDO dissolved oxygen sensor is factory calibrated. Routine user calibration is not required. Matching optics of the measurement and reference channels mean long-term stability of calibration and the subsequent measurements. The sensor cap is angled, as shown here, to minimize interference from air bubbles, eliminating overestimates and providing a less noisy measurement overall. The only required maintenance is routine cleaning of the face of the sensor with a soft cloth. Optional air cleaning is also available to reduce the manual cleaning effort. There is one consumable, that is a replaceable sensor cap, which YSI warranties for two years, although actual total lifetime of the cap may reach three years or even longer. Of many forms of aeration control, blower driven aeration is the simplest one. In this control system, DO controller compares the real-time basin DO concentration with the DO set point and adjusts blower speed to deliver air to maintain stable set point DO concentration in the basin. During the reference period, 
The operator were monitoring DO concentration and adjusted a blower speed manually to save energy and stabilize DO concentration in the basin. As you can see from the figure on the top, they had limited success establishing stable DO concentration in the basin. The basin DO concentration varied less than 1 to over 6 milligrams per liter. However, with the implementation of OSCAR process control system and online monitoring, a stable basin DO concentration of 2 milligrams per liter was maintained. The figure on the bottom is showing the blower operation during the reference period and OSCAR aeration control period. During the manual control blower ran at constant speed and mostly 60 horsepower blower ran, whereas the blower speed was continuously adjusted during the automatic control. 25 horsepower blower kicks in when 60 horsepower blower is unable to maintain DO up 2 milligrams per liter. Overall energy analysis for this automatic control period compared to the manual control period showed an average savings of 10 to 15 percent. These energy savings can be even higher. For example, when the plant was running at 100 percent blower speed for the week of 1023 to 1028, the energy analysis showed 20 percent energy savings. In summary, Oscar aeration control provided stable DO concentration in the basin at lower energy cost. Next, let's take a look at chemical dosing control. Addition of ferric or alum for phosphorus removal from wastewater is very common. The cost of chemical, though, is one of the largest operating expenses besides energy for aeration. So minimizing chemical usage through automatic control is one of the simplest and most effective ways to reduce operating costs. Actually, phosphorus can also be removed by biological means very effectively, although the process is more complicated. In either case, the removal mechanism is conversion of soluble phosphorus to particulate phosphorus, which can then be settled out in the clarifiers and removed with the waste sludge. Therefore, achieving the lowest total P requires first converting as much soluble orthophosphate to particulate phosphorus as possible and process control of clarifiers and filters to capture TSS very efficiently. So whereas total P is the compliance parameter, Orthophosphate is the critical process parameter for P. Unfortunately, a probe-style sensor for ortho-P has yet to be developed. Therefore, process monitoring for P removal requires still a traditional cabinet-style wet chemistry analyzer. However, innovations, even in cabinet analyzers, have greatly increased their utility. For instance, the P700 has a wide measuring range, which makes it suitable for monitoring influent, effluent, mixed liquor, and even dewatering centrate. The lightweight 0.45 micron filter effectively removes all particulates, allowing for the use of very small tubing and minimum sample and reagent consumption. Furthermore, the sample pump is located dry inside the cabinet. 
Together, taken together, this allows for a lightweight filtration module that is easily accessible and mounted on a slide rail in the basin, as shown in the picture. User programmable automatic cleaning and calibration to a standard provides a reliable and stable measurement that you can count on. The measurement interval is also programmable and can be as frequent as every five minutes using the yellow method. Effluent total phosphorus from a secondary treatment process contains soluble reactive orthophosphate that can be removed by chemical precipitation followed by physical separation such as clarification process. The YSI orthophosphate analyzer measures real-time effluent reactive orthophosphate concentration. Orthophosphate controller compares the orthophosphate concentration with the set point and adjusts chemical feeding rate similar to a DO control system to minimize chemical consumptions while maintaining effluent uh, total phosphorus quality. As you can see from the figure, prior to the YSI orthophosphate analyzer installation, the operator were adding excessive chemicals, ferric chloride to precipitate reactive orthophosphate and also caustic to recover pH. And their goal is to achieve effluent total phosphorus concentration less than one milligrams per liter. And they, did, they used excessive chemicals due to their limited uh, control and limited sampling. As you can see from the figure, this plant was able to reduce ferric chloride usage 95% with the implementation of uh, analyzer and control system and maintained similar treatment performance, which is uh, total phosphorus concentration less than one milligram per liter. With reduced ferric chloride consumption, this plant eliminated the need of for supplemental caustic addition to maintain alkalinity. Based on this performance data, we estimated a payback period of less than four months for SASIS control system and analyzer installations. In summary, this plant achieved total phosphate concentration less than one milligrams per liter, minimized chemical uses, and reduced significant operational costs. Okay, the last topic for today's webinar is sludge wasting control. Activated sludge process performance, sludge production, and oxygen requirements are all impacted by sludge wasting. Therefore, sludge wasting control is the single most critical process control parameter. However, automatic control of biomass uh, sludge wasting is, is seldom used. The amount of biomass wasted is typically regulated manually and infrequently, and often targeting uh, mixed liquor suspended solids concentration rather than the actual sludge retention time. Significant improvements are possible by including automatic control of the biomass wasting or even the mixed liquor suspended solids concentration. Before getting into the automatic control, I want to uh, discuss the many different parameters that are used for sludge wasting control. Operators are often tra trained on, on many different parameters. And for example, uh, sludge age, which is the measurement of the biomass in the system uh, over the amount of biomass entering, the suspended solids entering the basin. 
On the other hand, MCRT is a calculation of the total biomass in the system, including the clarifier, divided by the amount of sludge leaving the system. CRT and, and SRT uh, also are similarly calculated. And to make a note here, those of you that have been trained on F to M, you, you need to know that F to M is related to all these parameters through the constants for growth and decay. So that although it's not directly, uh, the F to M is basically inversely proportional to these parameters. In a couple slides, Bobo will discuss SRT or solids retention time in more detail. But regardless of what control you use, um, total suspended solids monitoring is essential. And the YSI V-Solid uh, TSS sensor is an optical reflectance-based uh, probe with two built-in factory calibrations. One for mixed liquor suspended solids and return activated sludge solids, and another for primary sludge or thickened sludge. In either mode, uh, the operator can report the concentrations in milligram per liter or percent solids. It has built-in ultrasonic cleaning system, the UltraClean technology, which greatly slows the accumulation of sludge on the sensor, reducing maintenance requirements. There are no wipers or external mechanical components that need to be replaced, as you can see from the picture. SRT, or solid retention time, is a design parameter that measures the duration of time in days that microorganisms spend in the system, and calculated as basin biomass divided by uh, wasting, slash wasting rate. We can calculate basin biomass through online measurement of MLSS concentration since basin volume is constant. Similarly, we can also calculate wasting rate through online measurements of TSS concentration and flow rate. SIMS, Solid Inventory Management System. This is an automated SLAS wasting controller uh, to maintain a required solid retention time or mixed liquor suspended solids concentration. Of many benefits, uh, it has over it improved overall improvement and consistency in effluent quality, improved stability of the plant operation, improved settling characteristics, reduced energy uses associated with aeration and sludge handling. It also reduced operators' workload and maintained stable operation during weekends and holidays. This graph is showing the impact of sludge is or solid retention time on the biological treatment. At low sludge is the ammonia removal efficiency in the graph status per unit power is very low. We do not get sufficient treatment, but we can save energy. At high sludge rate, the ammonia removal efficiency per power starts to again go down. We get sufficient treatment, but to an unnecessary high energy cost due to indigenous respiration of the old sludge. There is a window where the ammonia removal efficiency per unit power, input power, is at the peak. We get sufficient treatment, 
at lowest possible power input. This is where we want to be. The mass to west to stay within this green area depends on several factors, such as influent loads, temperature, ammonia requirement, dissolved oxygen, etc. So they vary over time and between plants. It is very difficult for an operator to manually adjust mass waste to stay within the wanted green area. Most common is to keep the biomass too high. Want to be on the safe side. Treatment goals are met, but energy is wasted. SIMS control system provides greater operational flexibility. The operator can choose any one of the four modes of operation. In time mode, operator can simply choose a specific period of time for each wasting event. In MLSS or SRT mode, operators can select a desired MLSS concentration or SRT respectively. Or operator can choose a smart SRT mode where controller calculates SRT required for complete nitrification based on process parameters. And SIMS is a trouble-free control. SIMS includes a large set of safety nets, which ensure a safe and trouble-free control. Independent on operating mode, all control actions are made with careful change to ensure that the process is stable. Fast process changes can otherwise disturb the biology and cause problems such as filaments. These kinds of issues are avoided through the included control stabilization. Since SRT is an important parameter affecting the process health, it is carefully monitored and maintained at a healthy level even the operator selects to run in MLSS mode. Let's see some results uh, that we observed uh, at this uh, wastewater treatment facility. So the first result is operator desired solid retention time control. Before SIMS control implementation, operators were manually adjusting wasting during work days. From the figure, you can see that the daily SRT varies from 8 to 22 days. Whereas with the SIMS control implementation, the plant was able to maintain operator desired SRT, which was 14 days, and later on it was 12 days. So from figure you can see it's a stable operation and optimized treatment. Similar to SRT, operators were manually adjusting wasting during work days uh, before SIMS control for MLSS control. As you can see from the figure on the right, the daily MLSS concentration varies from 1900 to 2600 milligrams per liter and no control during weekends or holidays. With SIMS control, this plant was able to maintain operator desired MLSS concentration of 2,100 milligrams per liter. Again, very stable operation with implementation of SIMS control. This plant also tested process-optimized SRT, SRT controller. Under this control strategy, the desired effluent concentration was set at 1 milligrams per liter. This controller calculates the required SRT using process parameters. 
Based on this calculated required SRT, controller calculates must needed to be wasted. As you can see from the figure, this controller system maintained SRT close to the process optimized SRT. So at this time, I will be summarizing all the, all the results that you observed. The key message here is the process stability. As you can see, in all cases, in case of dissolved oxygen, you can see that the standard deviation with the uh, Oscar process control system is 0.05 milligrams per liter. And we showed 10 to 15 percent energy savings. In case of MLSS and SRT, the controller was pretty tight and is staying at the set point and meeting a treatment goal of TSS, BOD, ammonia less than 1, and <clears throat> TP less than 1. The chemical dosing they are using almost like 1,000 gallons fake per month, and with the automatic control they are using a, a less than 50 gallons per month. So that gives a significant amount of savings annually, which we calculated approximately $73,481. And I worked with this plant operators on day-to-day -day basis and uh, maintained uh, this uh, pilot projects. And uh, I included some of their comments. When I talked about the fluoride aeration control, uh, I got a message from Bill. Hey, I like the way the blower is kicking on and off. I do not need to go to the blower room. Or I do not need to check back on weekends or holidays. Life is very simple. I got the same message when they were running on SIMS MLSS control because this, the, this, is, this is the first time they are wasting automatically. And they are very happy with the performance that they wanted 14 days, SRT is 14 days. They wanted 12 days, the SRT is 12 days. At a high water temperature, they wanted to run smart SRT. This plant is running smart SRT and providing an effluent which is the ammonia is less than one milligrams per liter. And with the implementation of uh, orthophosphate analyzer and, and the controls, they significantly, they're saving significant amount of money which they spend for chemical uses and caustic uses. So overall this, this plant operators are pretty happy with this automation and online monitoring. If you have any questions and want to get an operator's view, you can call uh, Bill or Rick and their phone number is addressed. And uh, you will have the presentation slides later on. Okay, so just uh, to uh, also a reminder that uh, even if you're not quite ready for a full-blown automated wastewater treatment plant, you can get started with just the IQ SenseNet process monitoring system, maybe just one DO probe or maybe you want to monitor TSS, and you can build on that system um, as your confidence grows and, and as you want to take on more challenging projects. Um, also, uh, we will take some questions today, but if you're going to WefTech and want to see uh, Bobo and myself or other Xylem experts in person uh, do attend the sessions shown here at in the rooms shown 
um, to hear more about uh, success stories. Also, uh, stop by the Xylem booth, number 1041, and you can get a chance to win a, a YSI Multi-Lab Benchtop Instrument, win an IQ SensorNet System 182, or get a 15% off promo code, good for any YSI Multi-Lab, TrueLab, or handheld system. And if you still need more information, there are lots of ways to get it on the Internet, through the web, YouTube, SlideShare, or telephone or email. And here is the information you'll need to uh, get to each all of those resources. Uh, thanks again for your time. Uh, Bobo and I have enjoyed making this webinar presentation today. And uh, now we'll field some some questions. Okay, so let's start with the first question here. Okay, sorry for the delay. Um, our first question here is, did the automation of SRT control result in measurable energy savings? Was the key benefit of SRT control process stability? How was process efficiency measured in relation to the implementation SRT controls? Excellent questions. Uh, in this specific project, uh, we showed the process stability with the automatic SRT control, but we did uh, another project where we quantified uh, the energy savings with the implementation of auto SRT, and we see that when their plant was running, not running, uh, with automatic SRT or a smart SRT control, it was using 12% more energy compared to the smart SRT control. Okay, on to the next question. Can your equipment me measure real-time TSS, or is it a correlation with turbidity and lab TSS measurements? Um. Yes, uh, this is Rob, and I'll, I'll take that question. Um, so uh, it, it, it actually does provide, uh, I mentioned, a, a factory calibration so that the, um, the reflectance measurements, which are at, at various angles, for example, um, 60 degrees, are then uh, programmed into the sensor to provide a, a suspended solids concentration measurement. Um, and so with a, if, if there is such a thing as a typical mixed liquor, that should be, provide a sufficient level of accuracy without having to develop your own correlation. On the other hand, if you need a higher level of accuracy or you have a um, unusual, we'll call it mixed liquor, uh, you can uh, program in uh, two types of calibrations. Uh, one is a correction factor, or the other is uh, up to an eight-point value pair calibration. So uh, the simple answer is is that um, it, it is a correlation that's that's been 
programmed into the sensor. If you need higher accuracy, then you can perform your own user calibration. Okay, on to the next question. What type of control was used for dissolved oxygen? PI, PID, uh, MPC, adaptive, etc. Uh, for this project, we have used uh, PID controller to control uh, uh, the DO. Okay, how was the 73,481 US dollar annual chemical dosing saving calculated? Uh, during the presentation, I showed uh, the the chemical uses for a specific uh, time of period that when there was no analyzer and control and a period with analyzer and control and we calculated the energy savings on that period based on the ferric chloride uh, price and caustic price and their uses and we projected that to a 12 months uh, like uh, savings which is $73,481. I know you said the TSS probe had pre-calibrated pre variables such as MLSS or RAS or WAS, but do you still need to calibrate or input a fudge factor to take into account the possibility of different particle sizes in a specific basin? Uh, hi, this is uh, Rob again. Yeah, very similar question to the last one. And, um, yeah, so uh, if... If you've got a mixed liquor and uh, maybe you've got a little some uh, atypical uh, particle sizes or other things, you can actually program in a particle or a correction factor, sorry, to uh, correct for that. Um, so, as I said, again, if, if the user calibration is not, not giving you the numbers, uh, the correction factor can correct for various... Uh, usually the correction factor will, will correct for things in the environmental conditions. So let me give an example besides particle sizes. Um, in a pipeline, um, you know, the environment may provide certain uh, interferences that are constant but uh, don't allow you to get a very uh, an accurate enough suspended solids measurement. So uh, by programming in that correction factor, you can um, basically offset that, that interference and uh, give you the, the true true measurement. I also want to add to this response and the previous one is that the only way there is to measure actually TSS is through um, a gravimetric procedure in the lab, so involving filters, ovens, and et cetera and so forth. So that is the only suitable reference measurement. All other measurements are really correlating another signal, for example, optics, to a uh, suspended solids concentration. Thanks for the question. Thanks, Rob. Okay, on to our next question. Does the phosphate analyzer need to be located in a building, and what is the approximate cost? Uh, this is Rob again. Uh, no, so um, the phosphate analyzer can be purchased with a uh, optional climate package 
which enables it to be uh, installed outdoors. And in fact, that's really the preferred application. Um, although in, in this example, we were monitoring the effluent, um, ideally, uh, you would want to monitor closer to where you're actually adding the chemicals. So there was at least the retention time of the clarifier between the time that the chemical was added and the time that the uh, orthophosphate was measured. So uh, definitely, um, this is meant to be on the rail uh, outdoors. And the cost of that is, uh, I'm going to let you uh, contact YSI for pricing information. Great. Thanks, Rob. Uh, does the SRT control require continual wasting, or can intermittent wasting occur? This is uh, This wasting event can be continuous or can be intermittent. In this project at Black River Falls, this wasting event was intermittent. So we used intermittent cycles throughout the 24-hour period to uh, to waste. Thanks. Thanks, Bubble. Great questions. Uh, how feasible would it be to implement dissolved oxygen control for membrane, membrane bioreactors? Will space and location of the sensor be an issue? Um, this is Rob. I'm going to take that first. Um, so uh, dissolved oxygen co control in a, in a smaller reactor, uh, assuming, assuming a membrane re reactor is a, a more complete mix, like location is probably not a factor So uh, in a particular zone. So you could locate it anywhere in there. Um, there are other things to be concerned about with a membrane bioreactor. Um, yeah, a lot of these have uh, air scour, for example, uh, which... Uh, you know, is not necessarily a uh, process DO, but would, would occur nonetheless. Um, I will let uh, Bobo add any uh, specific comments he has on MBR applications. No, I, as a process engineer, I do not have experience on working with MBR, but uh, might be the, the, the location of the probe. Okay, if I were to connect the 2020 XT controller to a PLC such as ABB, I can collect the measurements through Ethernet, or must there be a 4 to 20 milliamp output from the controller? Uh, yeah, so um, this is Rob, and so traditionally, uh, 4 to 20 milliamp has been and probably is overwhelmingly the choice for control signals. Um, but if your PLC is uh, compliant with a particular uh, digital bus technology, um, then uh, you would be able to uh, go directly, well, you would be able to transmit that communications information over that protocol to your uh, PLC. Keeping in mind, though, that the with Ethernet IP, at least uh, Ethernet IP and IQ SensorNet, it is specially uh, designed to uh, communicate with Allen Bradley, uh, the most popular PLC platform. Um, 
it is possible to communicate with other uh, platforms, of course, but uh, just um, overwhelmingly that, that that particular platform is is the most popular, and so we put in special features to allow a simplification of of implementation of, of that uh, platform. But Profibus, Modbus, and Modbus TCP IP are also possible. Thanks. In the first slides, you showed an anaerobic basin. Was this an anaerobic selector, or what was it? So based on the process flow diagram of this uh, wastewater treatment plant, this is an anaerobic reactor uh, that the effluent from this anaerobic reactor flows to the aeration basins. Um, regarding the inline orthophosphate analyzer for chemical dosing control, are there any troubles with the analyzer sampling thicker liquids such as um, MLSS for ortho-P determination, such as clogging or fouling? Uh, this is Rob. I can field that question. We are, uh, the, the specs uh, say the sample concentration is up to 6,000 milligram per liter. Uh, TSS. That should cover most mixed liquor suspended solids applications. Um, and so up to that concentration, there, there shouldn't be any, any difficulties with sample volumes or sample deliveries and plugging of the uh, tubing inside the photometer or between the uh, filter and the, the uh, sample pump. As a second part of that question, uh, if monitoring ortho-P 24-7 normally, how often would reagents in the analyzer have to be changed or replenished, roughly? One week, approximately once a month? Yeah, so um, there's, there's a trade-off there. As, as we've said, uh, you can do up to a five-minute uh, measurement interval, and your reagents will last uh, four months at that rate of usage. Um, obviously, the longer the sampling interval, say uh, 10 minutes, you could expect up to eight months of uh, reagent, uh, the re reagent to last for up to eight months. So um, four to eight months is, is the, I guess, the, the simple answer to that question. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Bulbul. Uh, it's been quite humbling to sit amongst PhDs today. Um, we really appreciate you attending this webinar. Uh, we hope you found it useful. Please take just a few minutes to complete the brief survey at the end um, and let us know how we can better serve you. We really appreciate all the great questions today. Um, unfortunately, we were not able to get all through all of them. We will follow up with you directly and um, get back to you with all your, your great questions. So thank you.